Welcome to the Catholic Journey, everybody. It's nice to uh, connect with you again. We are here on a beautiful, kind of overcast day in Northern California, and it's Sunday. It's a day of rest. It's a day of worship. It's a day of celebration. It's also a day of sacrifice, especially in regards to uh, reflecting upon Christ's sacrifice. And then it's also a day of really rejoicing in his resurrection. It's a day for us to really be thankful and to reflect on our own lives. And uh, and I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you're listening to uh, the Catholic journey today. Well, we had a great mass today. You know, thank goodness for those fervent Protestants down in Southern California that did not want to take no for an answer and sued the state of California against closing down churches. And especially when other places were able to stay open, you know, work factories, Home Depot. My wife uh, will tell everybody, she likes the phrase that our churches are shut downs, but uh, strip clubs are open. (laughs) Anyway, and it just it just seemed crazy to think about how all the places who are allowed to stay open and operate, but they really focused on shutting down churches. Gosh, you got to think that there's probably some demonic act in that, trying to suppress people's faith in Christianity. But thank goodness for those fervent Protestant churches. I think there was two of them down in Southern California who sued the state, went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled that it was, I believe it was unconstitutional for them to shut down churches and bam, we're back open again. And uh, and for what that means for us at St. Joseph's Parish in Marysville, California, is that we reopened. And instead of having mass outside, like we've been doing week after week after week, and with the weather turning and rain at times, we're back in our beautiful 165-year-old restored church and uh, we had beautiful mass today at eight o'clock in English, eight o'clock or 10 o'clock in English and then 12 o'clock in Spanish. Well, I was able to uh, serve in my diaconal role uh, at the eight o'clock and 10 o'clock and I was able to preach today. My heart is so warmed when I can look out into the congregation, to the parishioners and, uh, and see my family out there. And uh, my brother Terry, my brother Dan were there today, and it was just so nice to see us uh, united in our faith, and very humbling in a lot of ways too, especially I was preaching this weekend, to uh, be able to have that that honor, and uh, to be able to share to the best of my ability, um, an opening up of the gospel and what it means to us today, and have my brothers there, people that I love the most. Of course, my wife was there, and my daughter Mackenzie was there at a different Mass. My brothers were at the 8 o'clock, <clears throat> Liz and Mackenzie were at the uh, 10 o'clock, and it was so nice. But um, So I thought I would share with you um, the message of today, and I'm grabbing my, my Bible right now in my hand, and it's the Catholic Study Bible, the New American Bible. I really like it. I have this one in a, in a hard cover, and my wife has it in a, in a soft cover. And uh, I really like it because it's the new, it's the New American Bible, so it's the one we use in the masses. And um, but it also has great commentary and, and footnotes in it. And anyway, so what the message, the gospel was for today was from Mark chapter one, and it starts with verse forty, and it's fairly short. I'll just share it with you, and it has to do with the cleansing of a leper. So it begins: A leper came to him and kneeling down, begged him. 
and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him, and said to him, I do will it, be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was clean. Then warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. Then he said to him, See that you tell no one anything but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So that was the, that was the gospel message of today, and then the reflection is, is as follows. So here we go. In today's gospel, we heard that a leper approached Jesus with strong faith, and with a humble heart he asked for healing. Seeing his faith and humility, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him with love and mercy. That touch to the leper bridged the gap between what is clean and what was unclean. And in that connection, he purified the man, and he was healed. We all need healing from some kind of leprosy that separates us from our true selves, from others, and from God. But what is this so-called leprosy that I speak of? Is our leprosy a pervasive selfishness? Is it an addiction to alcohol, drugs, food, excessive internet shopping, gambling, or pornography? It is, is it a chronic expression of our anger, rudeness, hostility, self-centeredness, or righteousness? Is it gossip or an unhealthy addiction to the internet and social media? The list could go on and on. Weakness in many ways goes hand in hand with being human, does it not? We all know our weaknesses, don't we? especially if we are practicing the Catholic discipline of examining our conscience on a daily basis, reflecting each night during our prayers on not only the blessings of the day, but also on our failures, our sins, and our shortcomings. Those who have kept the discipline of a daily examine are well aware of their spiritual leprosy. And those that are aware have three choices. They can try to rationalize away their weakness. The devil loves that. They can live in a sense of personal shame while doing nothing about it. The devil likes that too. Or they can turn to Christ and ask for healing. You can imagine how the devil feels about that. I think most of us here would agree that to be human is to battle against inclinations and temptations that are often contrary to a godly choice or what we would consider a virtue. I would bet that many of us here would also agree that even the most fervent and devout Catholic will slip and fall to temptation from time to time. But what separates those who are actually embracing the faith in God's sacraments from those who are not are those who run towards Christ when they sin. Running to Christ means running to the church and her sacraments, as in the sacrament of healing, also known as the sacrament of reconciliation or confession. This is where we reach out to God with a contrite spirit and humbly ask for forgiveness, and our soul is washed clean by God's touch of grace. Yes, it takes humility and faith to go to confession, 
just as the leper in the gospel surely showed humility and faith as he approached, spoke to Jesus, and asked to be healed. Isn't it remarkable how these gospel passages can speak to us directly if we allow them to? Ask, and God shall hear. Ask, and God can heal. And when we are healed, we can then be an agent of further healing to others. Yes, it takes faith and courage, but Jesus calls each one of us to destroy the walls that separate us from him and from others and to welcome the outcast and untouchables of society. Those outcast and those untouchables might just be some that we call family, relatives, friends, acquaintances, or even co-workers. God's loving hand must reach out to the poor, the sick, and lepers. This often can be done through us, and Jesus wants us to touch their lives. And how we touch their lives does not need to be great missionary feats or enormous acts. This can be very simple as St. Teresa of Calcutta taught us through her motto, Do small things with great love. Her small things left a big impact on the lives of so many of the poor and outcasts. Yet Mother Teresa's lived wisdom taught us even more as she said, The biggest disease today is not leprosy, but rather the feeling of being lonely and unwanted. I know this personally to be true after spending over three decades serving those in the mental health system. The pain of loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is a greater sorrow, a deeper ache than any other disease I am aware of. And yet this pain and sorrow at times can be so easily relieved. All it takes is for someone to be willing to be Christ-like to someone else. I recall a story I once heard of St. Francis of Assisi encountering and kissing a leper on the road. The leper soon disappeared, and then Francis realized that he had actually embraced and kissed Christ. I wonder how many opportunities we have had to meet Christ on the road of our daily lives and missed those opportunities due to being too distracted, too focused, self-focused, or just too unbothered. Let us begin today seeing our own faults first. This will keep us humble. Let us also pledge that we will run towards Christ when we sin and ask for His forgiveness. And finally, as we prepare ourselves to receive in just a short time the Most Holy Eucharist, Christ himself in body, blood, soul, and divinity, that we humbly accept his healing touch to purify us and cleanse us, and that he will open our hearts to see those in our families and our community who are hurting, and that we will generously share God's love and mercy in just the same way as we would with Christ himself. Praise be to Jesus Christ, now and forever. Amen. Well, there it is. That's the message. That's the message that was shared with the uh, parishioners today. And uh, I hope it resonates. You know, writing a homily is very interesting because 
for me, you know, you start with the readings. We have a reading from the Old Testament, a reading from the New Testament. We have uh, the Psalms, and then we have a gospel from one of the four gospels. And then as you're preparing your homily, you can choose from any of those or a combination of all of those. And for me, uh, when I sat down and read the readings, uh, this gospel message just kind of jumped out at me. And I think it's very pertinent to many of us today in our society, in our culture. I hope um, at least a portion of it resonated with you and uh, maybe gives you something to think about today. Well, anyway, it's a beautiful Sunday. It's Valentine's Day. And so make sure that even in a very simple way, uh, those that you love in your life and that you carry a special place in your heart for, that you reach out and let them know in really the theme of St. Valentine and uh, how um, unselfish he was with his own love, that uh, we can remind others that they mean something to us and that we love them and that we care about them. Much more than the commercial approach of buying, you know, $100 sets of flowers or, or, or $200 boxes of chocolate. I think what what really means the most and what really will touch people's hearts is really the act of just a phone call or a connection and letting them know that uh, we do love you and that you're not alone. Probably most of us could make that vow that, that we could do a better job, a better job of being a little less self-centered, a little less self-focused, more self-giving, I guess, adjusting our gaze off of our own life and onto the lives of others and caring about how they are, who they are, and maybe how can we help them on their journey towards uh, Christ. So with that being said, I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you can rest a little bit today. And uh, tomorrow's President's Day. So for many of us, we have a day off tomorrow as well. So today is kind of a fake Saturday, even though it's Sunday. (laughs) Enjoy your day. May God bless you. And until we speak again, may God always keep you in his loving embrace. Bye now from The Catholic Journey.